Wood, what's up? So happy to have you on the show. Hi. Um, for those of y'all listening, just a little background uh, on Claude. So I met Claude through a, a coaching program that we're both involved in. Uh, and she was just sharing, I never met her before, never even like seen her. And this guy points her out and he starts talking and she starts sharing her message. Uh, and as a business owner who's surrounded by a bunch of just incredible women that are wildly successful in their careers and also having a wife, married my high school sweetheart, we have three kids. And, and one of the things that Claude said was she was talking about postpartum and just her journey uh, managing all this as a mom. And I was like, holy shit, there are a lot of people that need to hear this. So, Claude, so happy to have you on the show. I'm going to let it rip. We're going to kind of free flow on this thing. Uh, sure. You say whatever you Thanks want. Thanks for having me. Oh, you kidding me? This is awesome. It's our it's our gift. So I guess just start out. I mean, for those that don't know you, mm -hmm. uh, go check her out on Instagram. It's uh, Glow Up with Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E. That's not how you say it. It's Claude, so don't get it screwed <laughs> up, gang. But they can, I mean, that's where I went and found more out about you. But let the audience know what they should know about you, just for reference. I am a uh, former professional dancer, backup dancer, not the other kind of dancer, which most people automatically assume it's crazy. I spent my whole life training in ballet, jazz, tap, hip hop, the whole thing. Um, when I was 20, I moved to LA to pursue a dance career. And I did that for 18 years successfully, uh, dancing for Chris Brown, JLo, Avril Lavigne, to name a few, and just living my life. And um, somewhere along the, the way, I met my current husband, Noah. And before him, I was like, I'm going to be single forever. I'm going to just dance all over the world forever. I don't want kids. And then I met him and he completely turned my world around. I was like, okay, the first day we hung out, I knew he was my husband. I just knew I'm like, that's him. Um, it wasn't that easy. Like I had to wait two and a half years for him to catch up to me knowing he was my husband but that's not this podcast. Okay. Um, and then I was like, you know, having a kid would be fun with you. So we tried for a year and then I did this, uh, it's a beach body workout called 21 day fix and 21 day fix uh, extreme real time with autumn Calabrese. We were in the cast and at the end of shooting that after a year of trying to get pregnant, I got pregnant. And so of course it's like, okay, my body was like in tip top shape. Um, the pregnancy was all wonderful. I kept dancing and choreographing birth. I gave birth at home. I was like, I'm having this kid at home. Women are made to do this. Like I'm not going to let drugs and, and the whole hospital interfere. Um, that went well. I mean, I'll never do it again. Cause what, but <laughs> it went well, all, all the things considering. And then after birth, everything came crashing the fuck down and I experienced postpartum depression and anxiety and had suicidal ideation and just was like I'm I don't want to be here I don't want to do this this is a mistake um and then nine weeks after that COVID hit and at first I was excited because I was like, oh, I won't be alone, like trapped inside. Everyone now has to be trapped inside. Cause you know, when you're a new mom, you can't really go anywhere. I mean, 
You can, but I thought it was so hard. I just wanted to be at home, be able to breastfeed whenever Nova would start crying and didn't want to be in public doing it. And so, and then that got old really fast though, being stuck inside. So for about a year, I would praying to God, like, can you, I need an industry was shut down. So there wasn't any work. So I'm at home, like, ah, not really enjoying this new mom life. Can't work. Uh, um, and then all of a sudden, like this direct sales opportunity just fell into my lap and found me and I took it and started doing skincare and makeup online. Like, look at me and my makeup. And through doing that skincare routine and showing up and doing makeup, I started to just feel better, started to quote unquote glow up. Um, I did that for, I'm still doing it. Um, and somewhere along my journey, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease that slows down, that eats your thyroid and slows down your body. So it's like really hard to lose weight. So 35 pounds heavier later, I'm sitting there like, this is not my body. What is going on? And I found help, Rachel Shear. She's the gut goddess and she is a saint. She healed my gut. We reversed my Hashimoto's. I lost 30 pounds and um, my business just kept scaling, scaling, scaling. And I, I just, it just took off. Like it took just a life of its own. And then I heard Wes speak one day at uh, a summit, met Wes as our mentor. And he said, you know, if you've overcome something, it's your job to like teach other people how you did that. And as soon as he said that, I was like, man, I'm helping women with skincare and makeup, but I have so many other tools, how I lost weight, like my mindset. So I just decided to now start coaching women online, moms specifically on how to get the same results I got. There's, I, I was sitting here taking notes as you were going through it. Like, so my wife, uh, first off, it's so interesting because you know, like a, a mother has what typically somewhere around nine months of like bonding with this freaking child inside of their belly. Physically, supposedly nothing's changing for the dude, <laughs> but like, so you think everything's cool. And then like this, this little baby comes out and it's like, oh shit, everybody should be so excited. And then everything changes in an instant. And you're like, holy crap, what, what's going on? I'll never forget our oldest daughter, uh, firstborn like 90 days into it, I came home from a work trip and I, and I came home to my wife and it was, we were not in a good spot. And, and we learned about postpartum like immediately thereafter, like really, what is it? Like, what are the signs of postpartum? It's a real freaking deal. And it's so, yeah. on one hand, it's so cool because moms like, like take on, they just completely neglect themselves and go straight to the child and and then like a dumbass like me depending you know i've never had a kid before nobody was ever was like hey you should probably help your wife make sure she doesn't get exhausted so there's not i didn't know any better but she also has hashimoto's uh oh wow yeah so interesting enough like it it's kind of parallel because like it hit us like a freaking 18 wheeler man oh. sucked and then you have all these weird feelings of guilt because everybody's got these negative emotions around this kid being in your life and I don't know. It's just, it's a tough time. Like, how did, 
how old is 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 Noah now? My son Nova, he's two Nova. and a half. Nova, yeah. cool. That's yeah. a cool name. Uh, so how long have y'all been kind of in the clear and like in a good spot and rocking along, if you don't mind me asking? It took, honestly, it took about a year. So we've been on the up for about a year and a half. Nice. Yeah. What's been the most important, the most important thing for you personally to get through that rough patch into a point where you're on the up and up? Like, was it like maybe a mindset? I don't know. Like, what, is, what was the thing that you go, man, if I could tell any new mother, like, what's the most important thing that they should focus on? I really think that it's like, just keep doing the things that you that you did before like keep working out keep going on walks keep reading a book keep washing your face if i wish that i just would have been non-negotiable in those areas um because there's something that happens where you're you're right. Like all the attention goes on the baby. And then you're like, fuck it. I'm not going to wash my face. I'm not even going to brush my teeth. I'm not even going to shower. But there's this narrative of like, I'm a new mom. I don't shower. I don't have any time for me. And that doesn't have to be the reality. If the husband needs to take the baby when the baby's not hungry and let you go take a shower, like oh my the God. husband needs to go, we're going on a walk right now like the husband needs to be like let me hold the baby but you know there's a lot of moms who feel obligated to be the only person there for the baby also and so it's like no you have to put yourself first and just keep doing those little things every day little steps forward because there is no like cure it's not just gonna disappear but what's important is i would like go in the garage do our home workouts and just be like in full tears the whole time because my body wouldn't it it wasn't very strong i just wanted to die and here i am like squatting in the garage but also because my husband made me so you guys do have a massive role in like making sure we don't just go down the trash can <laughs> that's interesting i had a preacher tell me of all people before we had our first one he was like vaughn like this child is coming into your life you're not coming into its life and i was like huh i was like what do you mean he's like you and your wife go to dinner right i was like yeah he's like make sure you keep going to dinner and i remember we took our that was one thing that that we did well i think like we kept moving and doing the, the things that were quote unquote normal. Maybe, I mean, they weren't normal anymore, but necessarily because we had this like little baby in a carriage. <laughs> um, but it was like, that was a big piece of it. And like yeah. getting the kid, the little baby out of our bedroom and into the nursery so that we didn't hear every little breath. <clears throat> oh, losing our signal. Huge. There we go. Are we? No, I think we're good now. Um, yeah, like you gotta have the space. And it's important for the guy, like you said, like our job as a man is to yes. to 
own the fact that like that's how we provide in that moment it's not always like hunt this but like provide blah 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 money whatever it's like not nah, like make space for your woman like that's a big yes. freaking deal like even now i mean it's kind of like dating right so you met noah and fell in love with him right out of the gates which i wrote that down because i gotta hear a little bit more about that because you're sitting here talking about like i'm never gonna get married i'm gonna dance i'm do all this stuff and like you as soon as you meet him you're like dude i love him and i want to marry yes. him like that's yes. but like dude you have a relationship with your spouse especially like if we're talking about a, a married couple with kids like if you want your relationship to be intimate and passionate like it was pre-kids like you got to do some of the same shit guys <laughs> as you did like pre-marriage like take your girl out on a date send her sexy text messages tell her how much you enjoyed blah 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 like whatever like you got to own that yeah oh yeah and the hard thing is is like we may not feel that and i'm talking strictly like postpartum like between zero to like six months you know like we may not feel those things like things happen to our bodies and um sex definitely becomes a little bit like different in our minds after you push a baby out of your vagina and then you're like oh my god a penis goes in there too like it becomes a little different but we need your help in making sure that we don't just go down the rabbit hole like i like i said before like you kind of, as a man in that space, have to really level up, make big decisions. Don't ask questions on the wife to the wife all the time. Like, babe, do you need me to hold the baby? Do you need my help? Do you need me to go get food? Do you need me to rub your feet? Do you need me to like turn you on so we can have sex? Hey, babe, do you need help? Motherfucker, <laughs> do you, do, do I need help? I want to blow my brains out. Yes, I need help. So anything that you think of, like, take the kid take it away from your wife and it's not don't negotiate you say oh my no gosh. you stay in there go get a fucking massage i'm gonna hold i'm gonna take care of the baby you you don't let your wife make these decisions and be with the baby 24 7. she nobody should be with a person that much even oh. your own baby oh my gosh you're crushing it right now like that's so true <laughs> Like I, I see it all the time. Like there's this, and hell, I mean, I did it with the, like, I was part of my, like, I don't know, self-improvement, like really hiring coaches outside of just like business. Yeah. Like, I was oh, like, yeah. man, I got to figure out some of this shit. Like <laughs> I'm not really that good at being a husband. Like I'm from a moral, like what I would consider moral, like, you know, uh, monogamous and all those things like I was good in that sense but like in terms of like really giving my wife what she needed consistently like I sucked at it and I was like what the hell am I like why am I so bad I used to be good at this shit and it was I was asking permission constantly and I think part of it like it, women have a tendency to like kind of bust your balls about shit and so they're like a guy's like I don't want to hear it or whatever and so like like we kind of like go back and play small and, and yes I call it I, and I'm going to use I'm going to use the word feminine energy that's going to piss some people off whatever but like these guys take on like this feminine role of like can I and it's like no motherfucker be the man and own it do it and then th there comes this like cool 
I always call it a dance. Like you get the woman gets to step into her feminine energy and yes. like then there's this then there is a sexiness that comes from it. Like I tell my wife all the time, like, dude, if I see her in a in a bathing suit, like she's I mean, she's had three kids, like she's she's got curves that she didn't have when she was like a girl, right? And <laughs> because we've been right. dating since we were in high school, I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? I'd much rather be hanging out with a woman like that than some little girl. Like, you're sexy as shit. But we have to get her away from the kids. She can't be a mom role all the time. Like, it's so important. And and guys, like, freaking step up, man. Like, it's 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 a responsibility on both both the the man and the woman for sure. Yeah, I mean. And again, it's like people will treat you how you let them. And even in that space of like, if you're just taking over, cooking all the meals, putting your kids down to sleep all the time, like, and, and I think by nature, women, we just step into that role. And it's been like this for however long and women are the nurturers and we're the caretakers, but like you are too. And we can't do that all day, every day. There was a moment when I had to look at Noah and I had to say, babe, you need to stop asking me what time Nova's naps are. You need to stop asking me what he's going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you need to just do it, write that shit down so that I'm not micromanaging because I, I need a fucking break from thinking about those things. Can you please know? And it's not that he wasn't helping me before, but I kind of had to ask him what to do or tell him like, can you do this? Can you do that? Can, and it's like, you're right. Like women do like bust balls and take on that role. And we need to know to ask for help before we explode. And, and like, I don't know when you're going through postpartum, like you're not thinking clearly, that's why the man needs to step up and be like, this is what you need. And like the woman may not like it and she may resist and you need to be like too fucking bad. Be willing to have an argument with your wife, knowing that what you're doing for her in that moment is the best thing for her. You, I mean, that's a, from a guy's perspective, that's so huge. Cause like there were moments specifically with Aaron that I was like, look, I'm, I'm not asking, like, I'm telling you, this is what we need to do. And she yes. was livid with me. And it's like, dude, yes. it's part of being a leader. But I think also yes. too, like you, you mentioned it earlier, like, especially in postpartum, like you're not, for someone that's really going through that in a big kind of way, you're not dealing with someone that like Aaron told me, she was like, Vaughn, I already kind of feel crazy. You asking me a bunch of questions like what's wrong, what's wrong makes me feel more fucking crazy because I can't, I genuinely can't tell you. And I was like, oh shit, like you don't know, <laughs> like you can't articulate it. And then, then you feel like you're oh. really losing it. So like, guys, don't ask questions. Like that's not helping Like just step into it and do it. And I think the other thing is to like, do it with no strings attached, do it because you're freaking supposed to not because you're trying to get laid or trying not to get yelled at, like do it because you, you that's what you're supposed to freaking do. Yes, Seriously. absolutely. You got it's me on not easy. And I want, I want to acknowledge that like the role the, that a man plays in, in that because everything is not normal and emotions are crazy. And, um, but 
you can't take anything personal because normal time it's really not a normal time and becoming a mom is fucking gnarly like you lose your old self like i i literally say like i the old clode died and you mourn that i was like oh my god where did I go? Where's my relationship with my husband? We can't cuddle anymore. I have no freedom, no space, no time. I'm a fucking farm animal all day long. Like it is jarring. It's so true. So right. like, <laughs> Dude, that's, that's money. Like the whole like breastfeeding thing. It's beautiful and it's cool. There's a, like I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to that stuff. But like, my wife started like pumping and I'll never forget, like, here's a smoke show and she's like, like in the glider with like the pumping machine on. And I was like, that's like, (laughs) and she was all covered up. I mean, there's no fucking way she felt sexy. And she was like, I feel like a fucking cow. Yeah. And I was like, babe, you're a fucking badass. And I'm glad that you're pumping because now I can at least feed the child. So I appreciate that because you don't want them to, you don't want her to have formula, which is like, look, I'm going to respect it, whatever. But I just want to be able to help because I feel like tits on a bull right now. You feel like a cow and I feel like tits on a bull. I was like, so this is perfect. But like, there's nothing normal about any of it. Like (laughs) nobody prepares you. And I've done it. We've done it three times now. I mean, clearly it's worth the cost, but like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit is like that. This conversation needs to be had way more often, needs to be portrayed on TV way more often because everyone's like, oh my God, I'm having a baby and I'm so in love and it's going to be the most beautiful time of your life. I wanted to blow my brains out. Like it did not feel like that. And I'm not saying it's like that for every woman, but the transition is gnarly for the husband, for the woman. It It's it's adapting to a whole new life, whole new life. You touched on something, if you don't mind. So you said the the old self died and you had to, to mourn that. And now you're stepping into new clothes. And so from my perspective, right? Like I obviously haven't known you very long, but here's this woman. And like I said, I work with a lot of females um you're managing being a mother an entrepreneur and i'm not talking about like a uh entrepreneur i'm talking about somebody that's actually making money and being wildly successful like how do you deal i'm gonna call the the quote-unquote managing it all which i freaking hate like but how like what is your mindset around being a mother business church like tell me how what is this new role you stepped into do you, are they all different are you like well i'm gonna have balance and this and this and this like what does that look like for you well when i first stepped into a mom like i didn't have anything right for a year i didn't have work or anything um so i was fully like i'm this mom now how did that feel i i mean i hated it like i hated it because i had anxiety about everything and i was 38 years old when I had my son. And so for 38 years, I mean, obviously not 38, but let's say 20, I was free and 
I traveled the world dancing. Like somebody would call me at 10 PM and be like, can you be on set at 5 AM? And I'd be like, yep. See you in the morning. Noah and I used to ride motorcycles on Sunday. We would then the night before, Hey, tomorrow you want to, you know, ride up to Malibu. Let's go. When you have a baby, you can't do any of that. Like your baby can't just come with you. For me, my baby like needed sleep. I was insane about sleep. So he was on a very strict nap schedule. Yes, I am that mom, but he started sleeping 12 hours through the night at three and a half months. And so I, I'm fine with that. And my husband and I had our space in our bed, which is, was a big deal for me. Um, so letting go of like free and like fit and like, I was so selfish, Vaughn. I had to be selfish as a professional dancer. My life depends on me. Do I show up? Am I able to fly overseas tomorrow? Like me, 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 me. I have to look the best in the room. I have to be the most fit, the best dancer. Me, 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 look at me, look at me, book me. And then you have a baby and it, I never, I couldn't even think about myself. I was always focused on what Nova needed next. And then there's Noah still working, still going on motorcycle rides. And I'm home like, my life is ruined. So for me, when I found work, that's what helped me start to feel like Claude again. But I was creating an even more badass Claude because I had come from such a devastating time that like step by step I was like climbing out and I was building this new woman that was like holy shit like you can't say anything to me I just dug myself out of like suicidal hell took control of my life built this business still managed to you know have my relationship and I don't you said something about balance and like for me it's this what do I want what do I want for Nova what do I want for me? What keeps me sane? And whatever I have to do to make those things happen is what I'm going to do. So if I have to make enough money to hire a daycare, then that's what I have to do. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to put myself first so that I'm happy and so that I can be the best mom and the best wife. Oh, you nailed it. That's like a softball for somebody like you, but I had to, I had to, I had to ask it because it's one of those things like, I think guys naturally stay selfish, if you will. Yes. Like we're going to make time for the shit that's important to us because we're just going to do it. Like I may not have, yes. like, I hate, I hate, 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 hate doing yard work. Like despise it. I grew up on a horse farm, had to do it. Oh and it's God. like, dude, I don't care if I had money to hire a yard man or not. I'm, I'm going to hire I'm, a yard man's going to do my yard. I'm not doing it. Period. It's non negotiable. Like, if oh. I got to go sell, I don't care. I'll go wash a car in exchange for somebody in my damn yard. Yes. But I think guys do that. And I think women, it's almost like this martyrism or whatever. Yes. <clears throat> like, and it doesn't need to do that. But you still have, like, I think it's super important <coughs> for women to be selfish. Like yes. In order for you to really be the mom, the wife, and all, like, and the woman, like, be freaking selfish. Like, I see it a lot with women that are trying to balance work and being a mom and 
they're like, you know, I should be like this, uh, I'm going to call it sad. My mom stayed at home while I was growing up. That was great. Me and my wife, until the kids, uh, until recently, like she was a stay-at-home mom. I think it's beautiful. That's what, If you're wired that way, by all means, go do that. If that's what you want, to use yes. your word. But, dude, there are a lot of people that are not wired that way. Like, if I had to stay home with my kids on a day-to-day basis, like, that would be a losing proposition for us all. <laughs> like, I'm just not wired that way. Right. And Most men aren't. No. And like you said, like, if you need to go make enough money to hire a, a child care service. Yeah. What do you want? Because. Right. Like, that's it. So how do you that's build it? it? So how have you had, like, all right, so Nova's two and a half. You didn't work for a year-ish, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in a year and a half. Like, I went, I went on your Instagram thing, and I love business. So I default to business, but it's kind of interesting. So you and I, you know, Wes is our mentor, and we're sitting there looking at it. Like, I have never – I sell clothes for a living. So what I do is, like, I make people feel pretty, quote, unquote, mainly dudes but it's kind of the same deal as like skincare but the reason why i got into this coaching space is because i was like wait a minute i know what it feels like when like you feel good in your clothes the challenge is it felt a little cheap if you will just to sell clothes for a living like i was like dude i'm meant for something more than this damn it i know what it means when you have that confidence from the inside but i know i understand that clothes and like i would imagine you're case like skincare like that's a very superficial quote unquote line of work the truth of the matter is the reason why people like us like it is because of what it does on the inside even if it's like the fake it yeah. till you make it and then you build that motherfucker like with the fitness and the nutrition and the coaching you're like there's something really you said coming up from this suicidal thoughts like I, like a badass phoenix right like those things are freaking cool um yes and for some reason, I always think about females when I think about a phoenix. But uh, neither here nor there. But it's like, dude, like all of it fucking goes together. So in a year and a half, like you've gone from new mom, no business, being a dancer, to now building what looks like a slew of services to help people, all and specifically women in this in this world. Like, tell me about how you've grown it and managed it, because like you didn't know how to do that before. I don't think, right? not a single clue i have learned i have just dove in and like learned as i go especially with business because as a dancer like i'm a creative like i just want to dance and then you have your agent that handles all the business crap so direct sales like taught me about business and how to you know implement systems and what is a lead capture like i didn't know any of these terms before None. And I saw them posted one day and I was like, what is that? Uh, and I'm like, a, you know, I'm hungry for information. So I got the information, implemented it, scaled my business. When I heard Wes talk in my mind, he was my mentor already. Uh, whatever I got to do to hire him, boom. Um, when you make decisions, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh no, I, I couldn't do that. I, I'm a mom. Like, oh no, I couldn't do that. I don't have any money. Oh, we can't. But if in your mind you go, I'm going to do this, this is going to happen. And you go into action. That's why something like washing your face, putting on makeup, going into action and slowly, but surely going into those little steps of action, 
your mind's going to catch up. And then you, you see where I'm getting at. So it's like, you have to believe it. The thing is possible first. And then the universe will work with you to make it happen or God, whatever you believe in or both. And when I invested in West, like I pretty much gave him like half of what I had. Okay. And I Almost made it back. I, I got I to gotta pause you. Okay. Like, yeah. The, I, like, so you said half. Yeah. For people that go, well, I'm going to wait until I have enough money. I'm going to wait until, you know, the kids get older or any of that. Because, like, tell me, when you say half, what does that mean to you? Like, what does that really mean for people that go, oh, that's easy for Chloe to say because whatever. And I have no idea what it means to you, but I would be interested. Like, what does half mean? When you say half, what does that really mean? What are, like, the actual numbers? No, uh, you don't need to know that. Like, was that half of, like, what you were netting on a month? That is, that is half? half of what I had. Half of what you had in total you gave to Wes. Correct. Because in my in the last year and a half, I have pretty much been the sole provider for our family. Okay. So I have different streams of income. I do, you know, there's skincare and makeup. I get money from there. I also do uh, Modera, which is like, <clears throat> excuse me, collagen. And that's basically passive income. And then I make money from my reels on Facebook, which some people will be like, what, what is that? I made $12,000 one month on Facebook reels. Okay. That's baller. That is like, but we just bought a house. We have two cars and I, through this business was like sustaining that basically on my own because my husband, he was fully like an actor in the dance world. And when COVID happened, it, sh you know, it stopped. And now he's trying to really figure out, does he want to go back? What is in that space in his life right now, where I was a year and a half ago, like, what am I going to do? He'll figure it out. But until he does, he watches my son and I get to work and make money, which I loved do but so at the time i it was half of what i had like a not a little more than half a little less than half whatever i had a little bit more than that but it was basically half of everything i had and i said here you go because i knew i wouldn't i didn't know anything about this coaching space or how to make it go but I knew I had something to offer and I knew I couldn't, you can never like be stagnant. I was already feeling like I need to do more skincare and makeup. I could help women lose weight. I could help women get out of depression. I can help women own their fucking selves again and feel sexy and beautiful and fucking powerful. What am I, you know, skincare and makeup will help you a little. Um, I made it back in a week after I hired Wes and then I scaled that like, I don't know. I've done 50 K in 10 weeks with him. That's badass. All right. So I wrote this down. I, this is not my own. This is actually a guy named Dan Sullivan to give credit where credit is due. And he calls it the four C's and you just nailed it. The, and what it is, is it's like the progression, but the first thing you have to have is courage. Like, you're scared as shit, but you're like, wait a minute. I know I need to hire Wes. 
yes. you gotta have courage because you're afraid because there's a lot of money, right? And then the second step yeah. is commit. <laughs> then once you commit, the third C is you start to build the capability to do what it is that you committed to doing. Yes. And then the fourth piece is the confidence. Like, and it's the progression of any breakthrough or new ability or new business or whatever, like courage, then the commitment, then the capabilities, and then you have the confidence. What most people, especially adults, like we want the confidence first. Like yeah. we want to be confident that we have the capability, then we'll commit, but that does not require a damn lick of courage. Like we want the surefire, this is going to work. And I have never in my entire life, child, uh, childbirth being one of the biggest examples of that, is like, you don't, nothing great ever comes from you having all the confidence first. Like, no, you gotta be, a, if it doesn't have a little sphincter factor, it don't fucking count. No. It's gotta scare you. How do you even have confidence without like, but we all start, it's like, oh, we want comfort. Like, dude, no, you yeah. don't get rewarded for comfort. No. And obviously, like, as a dancer, like, I left home when I, you know, I was 20. So that is kind of a little old, but to pursue a career that is not stable, that is not certain, you don't know when your next job is. But I always believed that I was going to be okay, that I was going to pay my bills doing this work. And I did. Dude, I, you nailed it because people are like, and I've even recently, quite frankly, like coming out of COVID for me. So like I, somewhere about, I don't know, 12 months into COVID, like I just Oof. kind of lost my shit. I was like, dude, I've, I've navigated businesses almost being shut down because we're in brick and mortar and like payroll and I got all these people depending on me. And I'm like, dude, <gasps> I finally make out. And then I'm like, I kind of got lost. I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, man, I'm in this funk. And for me, I lost my swag. Like my, that's, I mean, that's what I call confidence, I guess, whatever. And, and the reason why is because I wasn't really doing anything like scary. I'm going to use the word scary, but like literally like the, you know, the government's like, here's PPP. And you're like, okay, cool. I know I can like cover payroll for three months. Like there was all this safety and secure. I was seeking security and comfort so much that yes. I wasn't trying anything that made it a little bit gnarly. And dude, I feel alive when things are a little bit scary. Like I love riding motorcycles. Why? Because like, okay, yes, it could be dangerous, but there's something about being in that space where I have the confidence that I know what the hell I'm doing on a motorcycle or driving a car fast or yeah. in the weight room or whatever. But like, I need that thrill. That's where I feel alive. If I don't have it, it's gone. And business is a great place to feel it. And you get rewarded because most people will never take the fucking action because no. they're afraid. Right. There is no certainty like for us in, in that space. Like it's, you don't know, like how many clients are going to want to work with me? How, how many women are going to, you don't know. Mm -mm. But so that takes a great deal of a, you have to really believe in yourself and then the courage to like, okay. And I don't believing in yourself and the confidence is a little different because confidence I think is earned through action, yeah. like showing up and doing it. Right. Yep. But in the beginning you have to go, no, no, I, I can, I have something to offer. 
And then you just have to like laser focus and do all the scary shit. And it's interesting that you say that because I got comfortable recently. Like I lost like, I don't know, like 25 pounds and my body was like, I'm good here. I'm good here. And, you know, I got comfortable, like, oh, I've lost 25 pounds. I look pretty good. I'm going to have a little bit of bread here and some of this here. And then I finally dialed in my macros like a week and a half ago. And I just feel badass again. Like I'm getting the results I want. You know what I mean? I'm getting uncomfortable. And now I'm like, that's right. There's the quote I know. I love it. So I'm kind of the same way. I turned 40 at the time of this recording, let's see, in like a month and a half. And I'm like, all right, I've been doing jujitsu and I've kind of gotten like comfy. Like it was still pretty badass, but I was like, dude, I wanna I wanna see if we can like I wanna make some motherfuckers uncomfortable. <laughs> like so like yeah. I'm cutting weight right now and I'm like hangry all the time. All the time. But it's it's nice because it's I'm not just hungry for like physical food, but now I'm like hungry for the results. I'm hungry for the business. I'm hungry for you name it. There's an appetite that I have. Yeah. Every area of my life, spiritually, in my relationship with Aaron, like there's this, this like drive and it's like, oh shit, there it is. There it is. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. and now, and on top of it, like I, I shot a uh, Wes uh, message the other day. I was like, bro, I'm down from 212 to 198, which I haven't been that in a long time. And, and I jumped on the scale this morning, that was yesterday. And I'd lost another pound and I was like, yeah like and i'm doing like small shit like all right there's the twix by the checkout counter at one of the shops i'm like ah, oh, and i love twix like twix Snickers. Oh. dude you give me peanut and a little bit of the, the nougat or the caramel and like i'm in like that's all i need and i'm like nah bro i'm trying to make some people feel bad yes like i am 40 and i was like i think it was a month ago, I told my, my coach, uh, my health coach, Rachel, I was like, I'm going to do a show, a fitness show because I knew I needed like a, a new, I needed to step it up and like achieve something hard, do something hard that most people won't do. Like you always have to constantly be pushing yourself to the next level. No one's going to come in and push you. How many other women do you have around you? that aspire to stuff like that so like if you're like i'm gonna go do a fitness competition like do you does that make people other women in your peer group or that you hang out with does that make them uncomfortable or they're like why would you want to do that like or they're like no go get it so i don't really have like that many friends yep um i have my husband I have my sister-in-law who she is like a saint and 100% supports all of what I do. She actually works for me, works with me. Um, she's, yeah. My mom obviously supports me, but like, yeah, I don't really have like friends, Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, there's a... <laughs> you're not alone uh it's okay. funny so i have i have close i have friends that i like to hang out with right and i have a i mean it's a small group 
and I have my like my family. I consider anyone that I'm like super super close with like family. <laughs> like, yeah. But the truth of the matter is, I don't really like hang out that much, and I'm as, I, and yeah. the people I hang out with, like they're very select. But I don't even feel bad about it. Like I'm not. I don't ever feel like I'm missing anything. Quite frankly, and the reason I asked you about the girl, like I f I pay. Typically, I pay to join groups like the group that you and I met in or other groups where I can be around. I call them racehorses. I don't know why. Maybe it's my little country. I like that. It's like, dude, I want to be around racehorses. Like, I want to be the, the slowest racehorse in the group, and then I want to be the fastest by the time I get done. Because those people typically, like, I'm in more communication with them than I am, like, you know, my high school hairy friend or whatever. You know, like. Yeah. That's where I find that motivation. So I, like when people talk about peer groups, I'm like, bro, I work with people. I've got family. I got a handful of friends, but then like my peer group, I don't, I guess I pay for them question mark. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's just interesting. I figured I'd ask you. Cause like, I don't know many people that like to do the same shit I like to do. Yeah, no, I, but I've been like this my whole life, you know, I've just like, never really partied. I was very focused on like whatever it is I was doing. And I've always had like a strict, pretty much like the bedtime, never really liked going out. Now my husband is like the complete opposite. He's let's go out. Not anymore, but he was. So he helped me come out of that space, but I still stay very much to myself. And like, if I'm not working, I'm spending time with, you know, my family I have a very strict bedtime that I always hit. Now, Wes, he's funny. He's like, he doesn't really need sleep, he says. But I think women are built a little different and we can't really hang like that like you guys can. Um, uh, uh, did I get super grumpy? He threw like three days of that in a row. And I'm like, my wife's like, bro, please go get some sleep. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> like, okay. It's not just women. So, and I don't know, you know, if Wes were here, he can't defend himself. But like, I don't know, that dude gets a little grumpy. So maybe... <laughs> <laughs> talking shit about me i didn't i didn't say that hey, whatever wes come on baby let's roll <laughs> i love it um so uh a couple questions because you've been awesome with your time and i know you're busy um first off if if i'm a woman and i want to work with you like how do i like how do I do that from a coaching mindset type deal? What's the best way to engage to find out more about that? Like real talk. The best way is to go to my Instagram and go to the link in my bio and fill out the application to coach, to have me as your coach. Um, you can also DM me on Instagram. Like I answer all of my DMs on, on Instagram. I prefer there than Facebook because some Facebook, it sends people you're not friends with, it sends them to like a spam folder that I forget to check and I don't want to miss your message. So Instagram is the way to go. How, since you've gotten in this space, it's kind of interesting. Like I've gotten, it took, I hated social media pre-coaching and now I use it all the time. And I've gotten where I use the DMs like a real text message string. Like I pretend like I'm talking just if I were like, if I had your phone number in my phone. Are you the same way? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like, I actually have all my notifications. I have more, I cut off my text message notifications because a lot of people have my cell phone that shouldn't. Uh, but then my DMs, I'm like, dude, those things are definitely on and I'm definitely paying attention to them. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, 
I have that. And then I have like my, I have like a, a system that has automations and it, you know, where like people fill out my form, their information goes into that system. And like, I have those notifications turned on. So as soon as somebody fills out my application, like they hear from me right away. Dude, um, cool. Yeah. I'm pretty badass. I love that. Might have to pick your brain about that later. Uh, yes. The uh, the second thing is, so I, I have a good buddy of mine, and he was talking. She was like, "Vaughn, your skin is looking a little dicey." Because I like to be out in the sun. I'm like, "Damn, John, don't talk shit." <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm gonna probably hit you up. I've been a little bit scared. I'm like, "Bro, dudes don't care about skincare. Like we age." But I'm starting to look, and I'm like, bro, you might want to like, you might want to pay attention to some skincare. Oh my god, so, that like, is so funny. I'm assuming that. Uh, do you help guys with skincare? <laughs> yeah, not a lot. Well, you know, I mean, I got a pretty mug. This is my money maker, bro. I got a uh, that in my hair. I'm like, shit, Nutrafol, where you, you at? You sound like my husband. Hey, yes, yes, right. I absolutely. I'm with right, you. I'm I'll help you. you. I'll hit you. I'm going to hit you up and, and you tell me what to buy. Cause my wife's like, she's got, I don't think I need my wife. She's got like this whole routine. I'm like, bro, it takes you so long to get to bed. Like, come, <gasps> come on. Like the kids are asleep. Let's go. I need you. To, and she's like, Vaughn, shut up, go to sleep. Cause I fall asleep in like 10 seconds. She times me. <laughs> um, next question uh, in closing is like for the people who are, who are struggling in that postpartum specifically window like who do they reach out to i mean is that something that like do you like to help people in that space i know like or there, are there other things that you suggest because i know that's a gnarly deal and not everybody has the same support um so what would you recommend i definitely help women in postpartum and um i think that if if it's been happening for, you know, five, six, seven, eight months, like the biggest thing that helped me finally was seeing Rachel, my, my functional nutritionist, a lot of our hormonal imbalances are caused in the gut. And so honestly, if somebody had told me that like two months in, I would have gone straight to her and I would never bullshit anybody. But honestly, like if you've been struggling postpartum for a few months, just go to Rachel because she'll save your life. How would they find Rachel? Um, she's Rachel Shear, S-C-H-E-E-R. And then Rachel is spelt like the regular way, R-A-C-H-E-L on Instagram. She also answers all DMs or people can message me and I can make the um the connection uh like honestly i would never want to waste anyone's time and if they have been struggling like let's just get right to the gut the root cause and and get your hormones back in balance well and i'm going to do uh, a quick plug because like i had to figure out who i was interviewing so i went and checked you out on insta <laughs> and you were in some badass music videos i was laughing I was like, damn, that's her. So anyway, big shout out. Like, thank you. Like, yeah. I was like, damn. So y'all need to go check Chloe out. She's got a killer <laughs> Instagram. Um, thank you. Chloe, I'm super appreciative. Thanks for, for jumping on and, and just sharing your mindset. Um, rock and roll. We'll get this out and, and let the people hear. Thank you, Vaughn.